For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Hall of Fame in pain returns with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner, World's Strongest Man, Mark Henry. We got Eric Bischoff talking about Lex Luger's A&E documentary from last night. His relationship both personally and professionally with Lex. Also, me and Mark dive into the return of Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bardot right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Um, you all know this man because he plays a significant part in the history of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Eric Bischoff. Eric, good morning. How are you, my friends? Bully, I am doing great. Great to see you and Mark. Always love a chance to get together with you guys. And, and before we went on the air, you, you, you were saying that you specifically were excited to come on this morning because of what reason? Because Dave LaGreca is not here. Because Dave, yeah. I mean, (laughs) when I got the call last week, you know, I was like, well, you know, we're doing this show and I had all kinds of other plans and and, and the schedule that I had to rearrange. And then he said, and, you know, LaGreca is not going to be there. I said, oh, well, then in this case, hell with those plans. Let's do this. Let's go. Tremendous. Any chance we get to bury LaGreca, we always take the shot. We always take the shot. Um, Eric, last night, if I don't defend him too. You'd be like, come on, Mark, you you got to defend me. So, Eric, put your hand out. I'm being <laughs> smack on the head. Stop that now. Stop that. Eric, uh, the topic uh, this morning and the reason we asked you to come on is last night we all watched the A&E documentary about Lex Luger and, you know, his life. A lot of people chiming in this morning on social media already saying it was there favorite A&E doc so far really got to look deep into the life of Lex Luger. What was it like for you to be a part of this documentary and how did you feel about what you brought to the table when it came to Lex? I I, I felt honored, first of all, to be a part of that documentary. Uh, And I was proud to be a part of it because Lex Luger I just can't say enough good things about Lex, which is really, even when I say it out loud, I, I go, Oh, really? Really? But yeah, it's true because Lex and I started off, you know, not that we had heat or anything like that, but he was just, wasn't a guy that I thought I'd ever really want to get close to or get to know. And uh, he, he's, he's been instrumental in helping me learn a little bit more about myself. We can talk about all the reasons why, but, to see how Lex has <clears throat> overcome 
so much in the the person that he's the honest to his core person that he's become i think is just if if i can if i could be associated with lex in any way i'm proud to do that eric i know it's hard to relinquish power because you had enough power to say you know what i don't give a damn what he says or does i don't want him back here and i'm sure some of it was uh some favoritism to steam and some of it was you know what come prove to me that you are who you say you are you've changed the way you you've changed you probably wanted to see like what was the thing that affected you the most when you brought him back i'll be honest with you mark you're giving me too much credit because i didn't want him back for any reason i wasn't curious i i, I wasn't in the in the frame of mind with regard to lex so i wanted to see what he was really going to bring to the table i was dead set against bringing him in and the only reason that I kept an open mind and listened um, was because of my respect. Not so much friendship, although there was friendship there, but I respected Steve's opinion beyond my affection for him or my friendship with him. And I would have never brought Lex back had it not been for Sting really spending a lot of time convincing me to at least meet with Lex and hear what he had to say. Because my my instinct, my inclination was, nope, ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. But I'm really grateful that uh, that Sting persisted. And I'm really, really happy for the way it turned out. Because honestly, Lex was a very, you know, we, I, I almost hate talking about certain things because I talk about them so much in my podcast and people, I always fearful. I'm always fearful that people are getting tired of hearing the same stuff, but with Lex, you know, nitro was successful for many different reasons, not just one big one, a lot of little things, some big things, but one of the most important things was the night that Lex Luger showed up when everybody thought he was under contract to the WWE, including WWE. And that shock value, because it was the first time anything like that had ever happened, especially on that scale, right? Head-to-head competition. Um, It changed instantly the way people thought about Nitro. It went from, oh, yeah, this is going to bomb, to, oh, wait a minute. These people are nuts. Look what they're doing. How could that happen? And that feeling, that perception, that anticipation that Nitro was going to deliver those surprise shocking moments, in my opinion, is one of the reasons. And Lex was the first shot across the bow in that regard, I think is one of the reasons Nitro started off strong and kept getting stronger. Wow. Eric, um, in life, it's all about the relationships and how the relationships gel with one another, especially in the wrestling business, because we all have to find a way to work together. You said when you first met Lex, when your, your paths first crossed, 
Cross, you didn't exactly get the best feeling from him. You didn't hit it off with him. What about Lex's personality affected your relationship with him at first? Look, at first I was intimidated by everybody. I was the new kid on the block. I was the guy that came down from, you know, up north down to WCW. And I was just an announcer. A lot of guys didn't know who I was. It's not like everybody was, you know, watching AWA at the time. So I was the new kid on the block and I was relatively new to the, to the business. I'd only been in the business for four years at that point. So I was and and, and I, I came up in the business in a bubble, so to speak, small territory. So it wasn't like I, I came in with any kind of stroke at all. It was the opposite of that. It was like, oh, who's that little twerp? What's he walking around here for? Who made his hair? Who did that? And so I was a fly on the wall and kind of yeah, intimidated isn't right the word, but I was, I just, I loved being the fly on the wall. I didn't want to be anything else for a long time. But I watched Lex and how he carried himself. And more importantly, Lex never did anything to me, by the way, even early on. There was nothing that he ever did to me or with me in any way, shape or form that made me go, Oh, what a jackass. Wasn't that, but I watched how he carried himself. Number one and how he treated other people. And that's what turned me off because he was just so focused on himself. That was my perception because I didn't know Lex. So you just, you only know what you see, which is, you know, something I'm, working on every single day, not to judge people by my first impressions. But I didn't have that frame of mind at the time. So I just thought, man, this cat's a jackass. I just don't ever want to have anything to do with him. With me interviewing him, working with him, technically speaking, professional, never, never unprofessional. But I just thought, man, this is just, what a jackass. Man, I, I, Eric, I'm not going to out the guy because that wouldn't be fair. We're not talking about him. But we were in the same restaurant, me and this other wrestler, early in my career, probably the first three years. And he was not satisfied with the temperature of his food. And the guy came to the table and he was like, uh, he said, come here. And, and first off, number one, I hate this. When people do right. this to you, I hate that. <laughs> and he did that. And then secondly, he said, um, let me see your hand. And he grabbed the man's finger and stuck it in his potato, which I consider halfway assault. Uh, and then he, he, he said, I will bury this place. I will tell all my fans that y'all suck if you don't bring me out a baked potato that you can't stick your finger in and i went <laughs> oh my god like i've seen arrogance i've seen people so disrespectful to people when they didn't have to be he could have just said hey man my food is cold can you bring me another baked potato and, and maybe just warm my steak up a little bit. They probably would have done it with no problem. But there's some people, and you've seen them too, that have that thing. And I can understand why you can say what you said. When you see stuff play out, uh, whew, 
is yeah. yeah you, can, you know, I've always, just I've always, not always. I've learned over the half century or more that, um, and I was, I was so guilty of that. That's one of the things that, you know, we're talking about Lex here. And one of the reasons I'm so grateful for, to Lex and, and, and my relationship with him now is because I, I really, it went from, geez, what a jackass. I don't want anything to do with him to really disliking him. You know, the, when the whole thing went down with Liz, I was so anti Lex Luger and I had made up my mind about him because my, I wasn't that close to, to, um, to Liz, but my wife was, my wife was very good. Liz has been out to our house here, had been out to our house here in Wyoming. And, um, she was, she was fairly close to Liz, but because of everything went down, I was like, so anti Lex Luger. And, you know, when I heard he was, you know, born again, I went, oh, of course he is, you know, cynical, right. Part of it's my mm -hmm. nature. I was that way before I got into the wrestling business, but after spending, you know, 30 years in a wrestling business, you become even more cynical and take You don't take anything. I don't didn't take anything at face value. And it wasn't until just a couple of years ago. Um, I started talking, I would go out of my way to avoid him. If I saw Lex at a convention, I was just sitting next to him. It's sarcasm. We had a blast. Um, and I enjoyed being near him, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago, man, that I had a, a, call, a call with Lex. I just, and I, the weird thing is, I don't know why I called him. Just called him out. I don't know why I wanted to call him, but I did. And I had the most amazing conversation with him. Um, and it made me realize a lot of things about myself. And people can change. And Lex certainly did. Eric, I want to take you back to the part of the documentary where you talked about Sting convincing you to have a conversation with Lex about bringing him back. And then you said, okay, I'll have the conversation. But in your mind, you're going to offer him such a low number that you hope he wouldn't take it. So you, you talk to Lex, you, you take, he's at, he's making about $750,000 a year. You offered him 150 a year, hoping he wouldn't take it. So at least you could say to yourself, Hey, I made the offer, but he walked away. What about that conversation truly allowed you to bring Lex back? Was it the fact that he took the low money? So you figured, ah, what the hell? I'll give it a shot. Or did he genuinely convince you in that conversation where you said to yourself, hey, maybe this guy has changed and maybe this guy can be good for our locker room? No, I, I it was it was the former. It was, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to offer this guy a buck fifty. And if, if, if he is sincere and he does, cause you know, Lex had told me, he said, and he look Lex to his credit, even back then said, look, I realize it. I, I recognize my reputation and I recognize that I deserve it. I'm paraphrasing that. It's just, let me prove it. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. And I'm thinking for 750 grand a year, if that's what he's wanting, this is what I'm thinking in my mind. I, I, I shouldn't have to wait for somebody to prove it. It should already be proven for that kind of money. And I thought, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to throw him this number. He's going to turn it down. And then this conversation is going to be over with. And I will have fulfilled my, it wasn't an obligation, but yeah. it was a commitment to sting to at least keep an open mind. So I offered him the money. And I, and when he said, yes, I was shocked. I really was shocked because Lex wasn't living, you know, Lex was living pretty large. He had the gym. He was partners with sting. He had a big, beautiful home and he, you know, he lived well. And now I'm offering, and I know $150,000 a year, by the way, especially back then, was a lot of money, but not for a guy that's been making seven fifty dollars or a million for the last seven or eight years or whatever it had been at that point. 
So uh, I was shocked, but I, I thought, okay, well, at least it's not going to cost me much to prove a point. It's not going to cost me much to find out. And it was a couple months later that I went, wait a minute, this, this cat might be honest. He might be real about this. This may be different, but I, it took a while. It took a while for me to, to recognize that yes, indeed, this isn't Lex being on his best behavior and, you know, trying to be nice in front of, with people in front of the boss. This is genuinely a changed person. Was there a moment in time that you can remember where you're like, wow, Lex truly has changed, thus making you want to sit down and renegotiate and up his contract when you didn't have to do it at that moment? There was, there was no like, oh, you know, message from the heavens or anything like that. Light bulb didn't go off. It was just a combination of seeing things kind of like full, full circle in a way. It's like in the beginning, when I had that impression of Lex that was negative, it was because I saw the way he interacted with people. When you, when you were in the position that I was in at WCW at that time, president of the company, you're making the decisions that affect people's lives. Of course, people are going to treat you the way they think you want to be treated, right? I would, that, but that doesn't necessarily impress me all that much because I don't know if it's real or not, right? Right. But when you're able to still be a little bit of a fly on the wall and you're observant, and that was the case back then, I'm watching the way he's interacting with people. I'm watching the way he's reacting when he finds out that he's not necessarily going to be featured in a match, but he's going to be in it. And he may have to do things that, you know, five years ago, he would have put up a bitch about. And I'm watching him react to things and the way he reacted and inter interacted with people. I'm thinking, this, this is real. He's proven his point. <clears throat> don't, don't need to continue this any longer. This experiment's over. Now I'm going to treat him like I would treat him the way he should be treated given what he brought to the table and the way he was conducting himself. Eric, did you, did you learn anything about yourself during that time, during that, um, him becoming a better person and you figuring out that people change? Did you, did you learn anything about you as a relationship? Yeah. I mean, I have Mark for, you know, I learned, a, I learned something about myself this morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. It's in, it, it, it's just a common, it's a cumulative effect. It was a cumulative effect with Lex. Now, even after all that great stuff went down and I brought him in, obviously there's a, a sadder chapter, not the final chapter, but a, a pretty sad chapter that comes after that. But for that period of time, working with Lex from the time I brought him in, when Sting convinced me that it was the right thing to do. And, and I brought him in, there was a period of about whatever it was, a year and a half, two years, three years. Where I just thought, man, he was one of my favorite people to work with. It was just all business. There was no ego. That's the part because anybody that knew Lex before that, his ego was, that he was his most dominant feature as big as he was and as great as he looked, his ego preceded him. Whenever he walked into a room, you could feel him coming before you saw him coming. That's how big wow. his ego was. And then to see a, <clears throat> a complete reversal, <clears throat> excuse me, to see a complete reversal and, and the other side of that coin consistently over a period of time made me realize that, man, you just, and this has been a fatal flaw of mine as a human being, from the, as long as I can remember. Once somebody does something, says something either to me or to somebody else, and I find 
defines who they are and what they are. And if that happens to be a bad thing, usually they go on a list and they don't come off in the past. They would go on a list and they would never come off. Just done out. See ya. And Lex was a part of me learning, not the only thing, because it took a while and it's, it's still a challenge, but Lex in particular made me go, okay, I got to be a little careful about being so hundred percent right in my opinion, because I'm not, <laughs> and you got to keep an open mind. Eric, um, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your thank insight you, into the Lex Luger documentary. I enjoyed it very much. And one of the things I also enjoy is always listening to you um, on 83 weeks. Just real quick. Tell us about your new book, Grateful. Yeah, um, I, I wrote the book. Uh, actually, Guy, Guy Evans wrote the book, but I, I, I helped. <laughs> Um, Guy Evans, of course, wrote the Nitro book that did so well. And a guy came to me and said, hey, got an idea, man. Uh, let's write another book. And I said, what? So the book picks up uh, really where controversy creates cash left off and covers really the next 15 years. And it's a lot of wrestling stuff. Yes, we talk wrestling. Um, we talk about TNA a lot. We talk about my return to WWE for, you know, a cup of coffee back in 2019. We talk about all those things. But more than that, that's really the backdrop. It's more about why I'm so grateful for all of the things that I've experienced, the good ones and the bad ones, and what I've learned of it. And, and, and I'm still learning today and why I'm so grateful to have spent the last 30 years of my adult life in an industry that has taught me so much and done so much for my family. Well, Eric, I'm, I'm grateful for the time that I got to spend with you uh, in 2019, 18. And, um, you know, good luck with the book. I hope that it's a bestseller. Thank you, man. And you could go to bischoffbook.com and pre-order. You'll get autographed copies. If you pre-order, there's a lot of cool stuff in the book. I won't, uh, take too much more of your guys' time. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk about Lex. He's one of my favorite people in the wrestling business. Never thought I'd hear myself say that, but I am proud to do it. You want an inside look at the NFL with two future Hall of Famers? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray returns for the 2022 season. What a blessing it's been to be a part of football history. Tom's experience always shows up in big games. That means in-depth football talk and the best guests in the podcast world. Come see me, and now you really Hall of Fame. Come see Uncle Snoop in the studio hear the best of let's go dropping mondays on your podcast feed up until the season premiere on september 5th download and subscribe right now on the sxm app or wherever you get your podcast reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil the best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mark, last Friday night, out of nowhere, to many people's surprise, the return of Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Bardo. I, I will join you in that round of applause. Darian Cross, one of the one of the stars and highlights of NXT Black and Gold. A guy and a woman whose entrance I could not wait to see on the main roster. And then they get him to the main roster. And they made him look like a bootleg version of Lord Humongous from the original Road Warrior movie. It was awful. And Karrion Cross disappears. And then all of a sudden, the other night, we get the real version of Karrion Cross. Mark, your thoughts on seeing Karrion Cross back? Are you excited? What did you think of the segment? I've been excited, Dave. Dave. Bully, I've been excited since the first show we did where we talked about what would you want in after now that uh, there's been a regime change. What would you want? And I said, Karen Cross and Scarlet. Smoke. The lights down, the music. I want it all. I wanted the way the black and gold, way it was with the black and gold. It won't, it wasn't broke. That was not broken. And you put a guy that everybody loved and liked and wanted to see do well because of his growth. He 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 grew every every week. It was better and better, and be- and then it just disappeared. And you brought out Spartacus. Nobody wanted Spartacus. Everybody wanted Carrion Cross, and now the wrestling world has Carrion Cross. I'm I'm excited. Um, couple of months ago, March, 
did a show, I did a show at the ECW arena and Karen Cross was there and Scarlett were there and they were doing an autograph session also earlier in the day. And he was so down in the dumps because of everything mm. that had just happened. And you know, in the wrestling business, uh, Mark, one day you're in the penthouse, the next day you could be in the outhouse, but then one day you could be in the outhouse, but the next day you could be in the penthouse. It happens just like that. That's what's called the power of the pencil. Um, he was really down. I remember speaking with him and I said, I said, bro, patience. You never know what's going to happen. And you guys are both talented. So fast forward to this past Saturday at the ECW arena. I'm sitting at my table doing an autograph session. Line is like wrapped around the block, by the way. Um, around the I get block. A, around a block. I get a tap on my shoulder. I turn around and it's carrying cross. And he looks at me and he just goes, dude, what the F? And basically he was, he was like, I can't believe it. So I excused myself for one second from the autograph session. And he was like, he's like, this happened overnight. And I was like, remember our conversation? I was like, I had no idea what was going on for you or what was going to happen to you. I said, I was just telling you to be patient because I know in the wrestling industry that cream always rises to the top. And if you're patient, if you can just weather the storm, it's going it, to, it, things will work out for you. And look how they did. I, I loved seeing him in Scarlet on SmackDown the other night. I will say this. I didn't love the fact that he jumped Drew without his entire entrance. I would have loved that. Uh, okay. I think me and you are sh sharing the same brain here. Mark wouldn't have been great to see his entire entrance. Yeah. The, I mean, Scarlet between the legs, the smoke, everything. That's the only thing that I missed. If I'd had that, oh man, you could have give me a give me a cigar, and I'm going outside, and I'm gonna like get some airtime, baby. Like that. That's my. I love it. And you know, another story. Swerve Strickland listens to the show. Yep. And he said, man, I heard y'all talking about uh, Karrion Cross. Like, you know, that's, that's my guy. That's, that's a friend of mine. He said, um, he said man, like, I, I would really love to see that too. And I said, I said, man, if that's your guy, do me a favor. Call him and tell him to call him and say, I'm ready. Sometimes you need a preemptive strike. And he said, man, I'm going to text him today. I said, no, call him and tell him to say, I'm ready, guys. And see what they say. Didn't need to. Didn't need to. They called first. Hey, man, they, they got it. And, and sometimes getting it right is as simple as what Eric did. Is sometimes you got to say, you know what? Okay. Let me give it another chance. Let me give it another shot. 
you just sometimes you just got to go back. You know, I, I've, I've made mistakes. And for whatever reason, sometimes you know the outcome. If you keep doing something that's insane, then you're the problem. It's your fault. But what if the last time it works and it's right? I never gave up on people. Even when I got burned, and we've all been burned at least once or twice. And it's good to see that the right thing got done, Bully. We've been saying this for months and months, almost a year. Bring the guy back. It's not broke. Don't fix it. And... I'm just happy that we got it. We, we, man, this this is this is going to be good for the business, not just for uh, WWE programming, but for the in the business of pro wrestling. I definitely agree with you, Mark. Sometimes the last time is truly the last time something will happen, and you just hope and pray that somebody won't give up on you. So I, I'm yep. with you on that one. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.